Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome in Keybank Center at the foot of RJ Way. A beautiful, sunshiny day here in Buffalo in this, the first week of February. Marty, I have brought back the sun for you. It How do you like that? It feels like the first week of April. I won't lie to you, it feels nice and warm. Uh, and. Uh, there's a little excitement in the air, for me anyway, this morning. I would hope. It's no, a game day after It's all. a game day. We haven't been home in two over two weeks, right? Because then they went on the West Coast and everything. Uh, there was the bye week, the All-Star break. Finally back to playing hockey. So, yeah, it has that that feeling of early April. We're not there yet, but mm-hmm. that's uh, where we're hoping to trend to with some wins here uh, in the next couple of weeks. Dallas tonight, it's the front end of back-to-back for the Stars. They'll be in Toronto tomorrow. Of course, Buffalo has a very quiet week. They are sitting here after this evening waiting for St. Louis to come in on Saturday. So strike while you can. You can only play what the schedule presents, and tonight it presents a very tough opponent in the Dallas Stars. Yeah, uh, the Dallas Stars are a really, really good hockey team. You look at... Their forward group, you look at their, their blue line, their goaltending, um, they're really good. Now, the interesting thing for me is that, obviously, uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to J.J. Paterka a little later in the show and, and, you know, J.J. and the power play units and whatnot. As I'm looking at the stats this morning, I'm looking at Dallas. They're second in NHL in the least penalized team. Yes. Only 7.1 penalty minutes per game, second in the NHL. But do you know they're 18th in times shorthanded? So whatever, they don't take major penalties. They take a lot of minor penalties. They don't take 10-minute misconduct. Yeah. So they're still bottom half of the NHL in the amount of times they are shorthanded. Now, they've been pretty disciplined of late, but I think this game tonight, for me, is a five-on-five affair. This is what it comes down to. Uh, it's not going to be about special team, I don't think, in that game. Although, if you get a power play, it'd be nice to score on that one or two chance that you're going to get. But I think it's a five-on-five uh, type of game that the Sabres will have to show up and really produce at five-on-five. Well, there's a couple ways to look at that. Um, that is probably the preferred game for the Sabres yes. the rest of the way until both of their special teams units rank a lot higher than they are right now. Dallas, of course, is probably willing to play the special teams game given that they are 7th on the PK and 12th on the power play, and those are respectable numbers that tie in. But to your point, the two of them 
they're pretty good five on five. The Sabres mm-hmm. are plus six on the year. The Stars are plus 16. So it's not an enormous disparity between the two. The The more pronounced aspect is is that both are better at five on five play. That's not always been the case with some of these matchups that we've seen. So uh, the, the trick is Dallas has depth. They've added to the depth this year. Their scoring depth has been incredibly consistent. Oh. It's like Matt Duchesne's. They're paying. They're playing with house money on on Duchesne, obviously after his uh, departure from Nashville, and all he's done is kind of mirror what another elder and Matt. I, I, can I call Matt Duchesne an elder statesman yet? Because like I know he's not in Pavelski's category, but when you are no. when you are on the alleged back nine of your career, and you have to use the word alleged, like because Pavelski never slows down ever. And I think Duchesne is now mirroring that. And then when you marry it with the Wyatt Johnsons and the Ropa Hintz's and the Jason Robertsons of the world, and you get a Thomas Harley, who's now become a pretty impactful goal-scoring defenseman. Yeah. Clutch, clutch, uh, you know, Thomas And this Harley. is without mentioning Haskinen and without mentioning Ottinger. Like, yeah. You can see where, you're, where we're going here with the quality of the matchup. So Matt Duchesne is 33 years old, just yeah. turned 33 in the middle of January. So Joe, think- Joe's 40? <laughs> Joe is we we don't is he need 40? To, I I believe he is now. I'm looking at uh, Joe Pavelski here. He was born in '84. No, July. He'll be 40 this uh, right. this summer. But still, I mean, age is just a number for Joe Pavelski. He plays like at 28 years old and always has. And there was a time where Pavelski out of San Jose. All he's done. He's done. No, <laughs> he's not done, and he will not be done until he says he's done. But Matt Duchesne, look. He's got 45 points in 48 games. The Dallas Stars have nine players right okay. now that have over 10 goals, right? I mean, they have balanced scoring. They're getting it from all the forward position, though that's the one thing. They have Harley with 12 on the defense, but eight forwards have more than 10 goals, and they have, uh, you know, Ropey Hintz with 22. That's the thing. Ropey Hintz, I mean, his speed, the wheels, um, that team, the Dallas Stars team, they play quick. They play fast. You don't, you don't think of Duchesne being a fast player, but he's always up on the play. He's always attacking. Pavelski is the same way. There's never been a player more up on the play. Than that Duchesne. He's even more up on the play that he's causing rule changes because <laughs> he's 10 feet offside with the Colorado Avalanche. And since that play, we have now offside challenge. But, yes, Duchesne. But even Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn's only uh, at eight goals this year. Right? Right. 29 points. But – he impacts the game, and whatever way Jamie Ben always impacts the game, mm-hmm. power play, side of the net, he'll be there and uh, be a pain in your side for the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, in recent years, we've seen Ben have the bounce back. We've seen Sagan have the bounce back, and yeah. I, I suppose it's easier to do. Uh, nothing is, comes easy in this league, but it's easier to do when you have that incredible balance around you and the Stars rank top three in offense, just like Buffalo was last year, and they trail only – the league-leading Vancouver Canucks, who are at 3.8, and Colorado, who are at 3.78. The Stars are next at 3.69 goals per game. The question yeah. is, can Dallas beat either of those two Western Conference teams when the playoffs roll around? I don't think so. Really? No. I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup, but in the end, I don't think that they would beat Vancouver or Colorado. Well, I why think, is that? Uh, well, Vancouver did make a couple of significant trades this year, acquiring mm-hmm. Zadorov and now Elias Lindholm. And I think what – so you look at Dallas. Their third line right now has Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski on it. 
So they're deep, right? They have a bunch of younger players, guys that you can put in the top two line. They have Mason Marchment, who is playing on the second line. I think Mason Marchment's had a very, very good season, 37 points this year. But So they've got all these pieces, and then you have your third line. And when you get to a playoff matchup, you need depth. Mm-hmm. You need to have that depth. And Dallas has it. I think Vancouver has gotten that depth now. They could go one, two, three down the middle with – uh, Lindholm, Pedersen, and JT Miller. They can move Miller to the wing or Pedersen to the wing and have a top six. They can match up really well with, with their depth now, um, even on the back end, right? They added Zadorov. They don't have to play Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronick against the top line. They can mix and match a little bit. So I think that Vancouver has got a better chance at the matchup. Um, Colorado, they... Uh, Colorado is, needs to make a couple of moves, in my opinion, to be able to be where Dallas and Vancouver are at. Hmm. Hmm. Sitting here today, I this is the first time, obviously, I have, I have done uh, a thorough look at uh, Dallas because of the matchup here tonight. I think they would beat Vancouver if okay. they go head-to-head. Yep. I, I think they do have a great goaltender in Jake Ottinger, obviously. Well, so both, Vancouver. So does Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I, both teams have great depth in that, right? Casey DeSmith in Vancouver and Scott Wedgwood. I don't mm-hmm. know who we're going to see tonight uh, against the Buffalo Sabres. Look, Wedgwood has been really good. Ottinger missed some time with injuries this year. And Wedgwood was really good. They even had a guy named Matt Murray, not the Matt Murray that the Sabres tried to acquire from Ottawa. That didn't happen and is in Toronto. Uh, it's another Matt Murray, but he played some games with Dallas. But I, I think Jake Ottinger is as good as they come uh, when it comes to goaltending as well. So that would be uh, you know, interesting to see who the Sabres see tonight because Dallas is in Toronto tomorrow night. So maybe you know, Ottinger was at the All-Star game. Maybe they go Wedgwood tonight, Ottinger tomorrow. Maybe they go the other way. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see from Dallas when we uh, get word of who's starting. Uh, JJ Paterka coming up. Sabers, of course, begin uh, this stretch of games without Matthias Samuelson, presumably yeah. for the rest of the season. That has been announced by the team, and of course, without Jack Quinn for uh, the next number of weeks. Could be six. Could be eight. Don't forget, Kevin Adams will join us on our pregame show tonight on MSG at six thirty. So. Before we dive in with JJ, what's your Sabres overview, prevailing thought as they go into this matchup tonight against the Stars? Well, for me, I look at one line. I look at the Casey Middlestat, Alex Tuck, and Jordan Greenway line. I think that that is a combination I did not think the Sabres were going to go to at any point this year. And I've really liked what I've seen in the last couple of games. Um, not only just the, the, the plays in the offensive zone, uh, you know, the, the two big wingers that are obviously having an impact on the forecheck. I think Casey uh, obviously has been one of the better, most consistent forward with the Sabres all season long. But I think that's the key matchup here. Um, we just talked about how Dallas has depth. They have three lines that can hurt you, that can roll one, two, three, one, two, three, and then you fit in the fourth line a little bit. I think Casey's line is a key to the Sabres' success in this game tonight. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's really what I'm looking at when it comes to the matchup. And on the back line, we expect Eric Johnson to come back into the mix after he missed four. Gergensons would come in up front. He missed the last game of the California trip. Sabres have won two in a row and four out of six. Don't forget, we've got uh, pregame coverage tonight on MSG beginning at 6.30. And we are building towards a big birthday celebration. Help Sabretooth celebrate his birthday Saturday, February 10th when the Sabres take on the Blues at 1. First 5,000 kids in attendance to receive a Sabretooth pillowcase. And there will be fun, kid-friendly activations throughout the entire arena in that afternoon. Visit.
Ticketmaster.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. J.J. Paterka was the hottest saber going into the All-Star break, and he comes out of it with the team lead in goals, and he's with us now in advance of the Sabre-Stars game tonight. Uh, what has been clicking for you most recently, J.J.? Um, I don't know. I think uh, I'm doing everything the same, basically. I think, uh, yeah, the pucks are just going in right now. You it's, didn't switch anything? I, I don't think so. Maybe I'm shooting a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I think... Uh, at the at the start of the season, they were going in, and they weren't really going in, even though like I I don't know, it didn't really switch anything, and uh, yeah, right now they're going in again. I think you are shooting a little bit more. Last game, five shots on goal against the Kings, four, and then they got a two, two, three, two, and then in that little stretch where it wasn't going in, I see a lot of ones. Do you like pay attention? To uh, the stats not here? really. You know, I'm glad we have a stat guy here. No, yeah, exactly. um, I, I guess now we know now why they're going in. Yeah. So one one is not good enough. Like two, three, four, five. You don't want to waste any from center ice, but I'm just saying. Uh, when you shoot more, you, you, do you have a better feel for where the puck is going? Maybe a little bit more uh, uh, precision in your shot? Mm, I guess. I think it's just the confidence that yep. uh, when, you, when you get more shots on, on that. And um, I think you just feel better than throughout the game. With every goal and point, you just continue to add to your you know, career best season that you're having. Where do you think you can have more of an impact on the power play? How can you have more of an impact on the power play to help the entire group's numbers in that regard? Uh, I think more being a shooting threat. I think uh, we're, we're passing up a lot of stuff. We're playing uh, we're playing just too slow, and um, I think if we move the puck quicker and uh, also have like more of a shooting mentality, I think uh, that would, uh, yeah, would be a huge benefit. So I look at the power play setup that you are on. Obviously, you're on the right flank with Middlestad on the left. Tucky is in the bumper, Greenway in the, f- in the middle of the front of the net, and then Owen at the back. Um, are you the one-timer guy? Like, is this something that you've been before, the one-timer, or is it a more catch and then a release, like a, a delay attack, or is it just get the stick up in the air and let it go? Um, I've been actually been everywhere, I think. Um, <laughs> back back on my one-timer now, I like it there a lot. Um, I mean, we have two huge bodies in front, so yeah. I guess, uh, especially for our power play, I think just get it there, uh, let those guys screen, and uh, yeah. You've been drawing a lot of penalties. Do you feel like that's been a consistent part of your game as you lead the team in that regard too? Yeah, I think just moving my feet. Um, I think uh, that's uh, that's a huge key for that, and uh, yeah, it uh, puts a puts a opposing team on on a tough spot and. Uh, then they sometimes take the penalties, and we get a power play. So it's good. It was the L.A. game. You drew three penalties, right? Yeah. Did you hear it from the L.A. Kings player? Were they like, hey, Paterka, stay on your feet? Like, like legit, after the second one, I got tripped <laughs> from the whole batch. It was hilarious. I know. I'd like, I, one, I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? I'd you, be you the guys, one giving you guys it to you, me. but I, I was happy that you were moving your feet. You actually drew penalties, too, because they were legit penalties. It's not like That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you Drew Dowdy probably oh, gave it. Yeah. He's this? always talking, yeah, always. Exactly. Who's the story about, uh, oh, Podorowski when he, he scored and Dowdy gave him crap from the bench for uh, going for at Jonathan Quick's head, right? Like he, he right, because it was like a 5 nothing game. He's yeah. like, what? He's like, it's my first he's NHL like goal. I just scored my first NHL <laughs> goal. Like, calm down, you know? Um, but uh, what, the one great thing that we've been able to get more of is seeing you guys after a win – hand off the saber to, you know, the player of the game. Um, who's, what is that like for you when you get it and then, and then you have to pass it on to somebody? And how's that interaction been? And has there been, like, some ridiculously 
funny <laughs> moments this year with the with the sword or not? Um, I don't really think there have been a lot of funny moments. I think it's just like yeah, the better the, the player who's been the hardest probably uh, around the game um, gets it or whatever. I mean, yeah, the goalie probably I would say gets it like fifty percent, especially how <laughs> he's playing right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's just like uh, kind of like rewards the the player, the team thinks uh, played the best in the game, and uh, I mean it's an honor to have it. Um, kind of get it out of there and then uh, have right. like a little speech. So I, it's I, good. I guess are there guys that are way more comfortable with the speech the that, that comes after? <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, definitely. There are more more. <laughs> there are guys who who like it a lot, and there are guys uh, just have like a short one, and that's it. Yeah, hey, you like, said go get the next one, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, yeah. Um, you mentioned having fun with it, and you mentioned Lukanen. So I'm putting the two together, and during the bye week and the all-star oh break, you guys had a little bit of fun, which uh, one leads to a wager on the golf course, which you posted on Instagram, where Lukanen had to wear a one-piece bathing suit uh, on the golf course. What led to, what was the bet, and what led to the decision of the loser having to carry out that punishment? Okay, so, yeah, we, we saw on the course, it's not really busy, so um, we just we're just having fun out there. Um, we played the first day, we played the, the loser, um, has to wear something, the winner picks for him the next day. So, yeah, we're, we're sitting there on the second tee, and uh, I, like, pull it out, he had no clue what it is. <laughs> so, so we both die laughing, and it was so funny when he put it on, and then, uh, I mean, he played a good round after that. <laughs> Did he play it for the rest of the round, or just for one hole? Um, he played it for a couple holes, couple and then holes. I was like, it's, it's, it's enough. So did you have to go shopping, like, after you won the first day? Did you have to go look for something to to get? Yeah, I did. It was this morning. It, it was the morning uh, we played the the round. Then, um, yeah, I was just browsing through and uh, saw it popped in my eye. <laughs> it's <and> awesome. <laughs> looked looked pretty good on him. I, I actually uh, took the excellent arch one, um, okay. and it barely fit him. So I was I was struggling. It had a little bit of a Borat feel. Like, have you ever seen the movie Borat when he runs on the beach? Oh yeah, the, I did. It, it, it kind of did. You're right. Yeah, I didn't think it was, about that. It was yeah. more coverage, but it had a little. It, it really really had that feel. Uh, it looked unreal in him, though. So how, how would you describe the break? Um, I think just fun. Uh, I think getting away from hockey a bit, um, just like relaxing, kind of like recharging the bats, and uh, I think we're ready to go now. Very good. Um, anything that, um, you know, guys come back, and I remember when we would have all-star break or any type of a Christmas break, there's always a story that comes back, one that you can tell on the air. Is there somebody, like KC went and practiced with his University of Minnesota, you know, team, and, like, he's all hockey all the time. But any anybody specific that came back and had a pretty good story to tell? Um, I don't think so. I think... Uh, you, you had a good story to tell. Probably that, that was the best story, I think, <laughs> uh, coming from the Ulster break. I mean, uh, most of the guys went with their wives, so... yeah. A little bit I more quiet. I don't know how much fun happens there. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure they got a lot of fun, but it's a little different. Yeah, exactly. No, um, I think that was like the, the best story out of there. Oh, that's good. I like a lot it. of a lot of young sabers now, like really, really, really young yes. sabers. Uh, you know, uh, as far as families are concerned, in the room. JJ, thank you. Good luck tonight. Yep. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let 
Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Thank you, guys. Spoken like a true young player in the NHL, J.J. <laughs> Paterka. And we are calling all young Sabres fans. The Sabres will celebrate their future All-Star fans with Youth Hockey Day on Monday, February 19th. It's a 12.30 start against the Ducks, and the first 5,000 kids in attendance will receive a Sabres mini stick. Man, isn't that how hockey began for so many of us in our basements, in our homes, anywhere using the mini stick? And you can visit sabres.com slash tickets today. Did you have a mini stick that you held on to forever and ever? No, and ever? because we abused the mini sticks. But and you we didn't try them. to just tape them back oh, together. Oh, like... but we we played so many mini sticks. We ripped the holes in the knees of our jeans and and sweatpants. Yep. We used to have to wear these these um, oh what would you call them? Put around your feet. They were knitted like little. Uh, uh, slippers? Slippers, kind of like old school grandma yeah, yeah, slippers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And the, the top of them would be just ripped apart. It was awesome. But you talk about mini sticks. It leads me to, we used to play mini sticks in hotels, of right? Course. All the time in hockey tournament. The International Pee Wee Quebec tournament is starting this week. Last night, uh, Connor Clifton and Ryan Johnson went and talked to the Buffalo Junior Sabres team that are going to be heading now. Mike nice. Ansel, uh, skating coach with the Sabres, his team are going to head over. And I talked to Ryan Johnson about it this morning. And he's like, oh, my goodness. Like, he goes, you grew up in Quebec City? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's got to be so cool, right? And he's, <laughs> he's such a nice guy. But he goes, we went there, and we lived in a family, and we played mini sticks in the basement. And yeah. the neighborhood had a, an outdoor rink. We used to skate out there, like bill it. He goes, that was awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because I think he mentioned his trip to the Pee Wee tournament was 2013. I'm like, my trip was like 93. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's, and maybe even 91 it was. I think I was a little younger. But anyway, um, funny to think that uh, those guys all went through that tournament, yeah. and now it's starting again. And tonight it restarts for Buffalo. There's yep. 33 games to go, starting with tonight against the Stars and Jake Ottinger. It's expected to be Uko Pekka Lukanen for Buffalo. Um, Lukanen has not played Dallas in his career. Uh, Ottinger is 2-0-1 lifetime against the Sabres. They, of course, have Scott Wedgwood as the number two. Wedgwood was briefly a Sabre, although he never did play for the Sabres. He was signed to a contract, spent the entirety of that season in Rochester, and um, 
has limited action against the Sabres in his career, but the expectation would be that Wedgwood would now get tomorrow's game for the Stars, which is against Toronto. So the takeaway from J.J. and the takeaway from J.J. with Dylan without Quinn. We didn't, look, you're probably sitting there going like, well, why didn't you ask Paterka about the loss of Quinn? We've heard him talk about it already. Yes. We know it's devastating, and he's been through this now a couple of times, losing, I, I'll say arguably, but it's probably not even an argument, his closest teammate mm-hmm. on the team. And so how do now Dylan, who's really hot, nine points in his last seven games, which yeah. leads the group over that stretch, and J.J., who has six goals in the last eight, which leads the team over that stretch. How does this duo move forward, presumably, with Benson? Well, what led to their success, I feel, is, you know, they talk about playing with pace, playing fast, uh, attacking the game, right? And and I heard Dylan Cousins mention that. We had him on this show about a month ago, and I said, what does that mean to you? And because it could mean something different to everybody. Yeah. I think when Cousins and Paterka are at their best, when they attack off the rush, mm-hmm. when they're quick through the, the, the transition game through the neutral zone and then they attack off the rush that's when i think they're at their best now does that mean that once they get in the zone they're not creating no i think they can still create but getting things off the rush is the number one thing for cousins and paterka in the way they can produce and have an impact on the game now zach benson is going to be playing with those two and obviously that's going to be an adjustment i think you know, Benson is more of a, hey, the puck is in the corner. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to work hard and, and, and deep in the zone and that type of mentality. Um, where Jack Quinn is a rush guy. I love when Jack Quinn gets on the rush. He delays. He, he snakes his way through. He finds the open man. So it changes the dynamic of that line. But I still think that Cousins and Paterka have to be a threat off the rush for that line to have success. So how different do you think it, it how, how zach is so young yes <laughs> like it, it's it's but jack is really young too it's just we feel like almost there's almost more appreciation for jack this early in his career because of the time that he missed. Does that make any sense at all? Like, he, well, he, Yeah, because the time that he missed led to a, a, a struggle for the team and right. saying, like, oh, well, what if we had Jack Quinn? And when yeah. he returned, all of a sudden he's producing. Like the fact of the matter is he was a rookie last year, and yet we're sitting here talking about the loss of him yeah. as if he's a veteran. And we have at times talked about Benson far more beyond him being in the first three months of his career. As an 18-year-old. Exactly. And it's like, oh, yes. Benson is more like a 22-year-old, maybe in his first NHL season, but seems like he's gotten a lot of miles mm-hmm. and a lot of experience through that. He hasn't, and Jack wins the same way. But I think the most important thing about it, why is Casey Milstead having so much success this year? I think Casey has got a great hockey IQ. He thinks the game. I asked him today. I said, hey, did you watch the Beanpot uh, games yesterday? Because Alex Tuck's brother, Luke, with BU, was in the late game, and Northeastern was in the early game. And he goes, oh, no, I forgot to watch him. But, you know, I know that he was thinking about it. Casey thinks about the game all the time. Mm-hmm. Zach Benson, I think, thinks the game all the time. He learned from James Patrick, right? Yes. Peyton Krebs, those guys, they think the game all the time. So I think that's why it leads to their almost 
like us seeing them as more mature mm -hmm. and more experienced that maybe they are because when they talk they talk with, with high intelligence of the game and what they can bring to the game so the trio benson paterka and cousins has been together for over a hundred minutes of five on five play so yeah. far this year they are even up as far as goals for and against but they trend the right way from a creation standpoint and an expected mm -hmm. goal standpoint so is there, um, like... Is that JJ's fault because he was snake-bitten for a while when they played together? It could be. He had a lot of chances. He hit the post almost every game. But if you were doing, like, um, I, I don't like labeling either as the third component to the line, but because JJ and Dylan have been together all year, yeah. and we saw Jack there last year and are seeing Zach there now, one word to describe Quinn in a way he fits with those two one word to describe benson in how he fits with those two uh quinn i i want to say control and because i think like when quinn was on the ice he would take control of the play when he had the puck it's like everybody had to watch him he'd say come on i have control you mm -hmm. watch me and then it opened up cousins and and paterka and Benson, for me, is energy. I think I've talked about Zach Benson, and I know he's going to become much more uh, diversified in the way that he plays the mm -hmm. game. He's going to add layers to his game. But right now, the one thing that has gotten him to the NHL and has kept him there and has given him success is the energy that he plays with. I think that's the one word for those two guys. Sounds good. And uh, obviously, Cousins looking to continue rolling tonight against the Dallas Stars. First meeting between these two. And it happens, of course, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We'll continue Sabres Live right after this. Casinos, nothing else comes close. It's Buffalo and Dallas tonight here at KeyBank Center as Buffalo resumes action after their break. Stars do likewise. Stars walk themselves into a back-to-back -back as they'll go across the border and take on Toronto. Oh, Marty, that's oh. a Toronto team. That lost in regulation Islanders. last night. Yeah, see, let's get to it. Obviously, there was a portion of the show yesterday when we surmised what would be the best possible scenario here, looking at Buffalo and their playoff chase. And I'm like, I would rather them be chasing two teams yeah. than one team. And you, of course, had a different opinion. And I somehow, unknowingly, Cheered uh, for the Leafs. No. I, Cheered for the no, Islanders. No, I, I, I'm just saying unknowingly because I was on a plane and I oh, couldn't yeah. watch or follow um, that the Islanders were able to eke one out late in regulation. So it avoided the three-point game, and it kept Toronto and Detroit exactly ten points ahead of Buffalo There's right now. There was a cool moment in the game last night where McLean for the Islanders scored his first NHL goal. He's the son of John McLean, who is an assistant coach with the Islanders. Yes. So he came out of the penalty box to get a breakaway to put the game 2-1 for the Islanders at the time. And then when Toronto scored with about, what was it, eight, nine minutes left in the game uh, to make it 2-2, that was probably the highlight of the game for me as they pan out to the bench to look at Patrick Waugh. And he let out one of the uh, very famous French Swear words oh, nice. uh, that starts with a T and uh, a little ta, and then it went out, and I was like, "This is great!" Like you can take 
you know, the the French out of a guy, but the swear words are still there when you're Yeah, but in the end, it's all about Lou, because Lou's guy, former Leaf, oh, Pierre yeah. Engvall, who Lou signed to a long-term deal, is able to get the winner. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, Engvall going back to Toronto, getting the winner. That was good. In the other matchup, uh, was a little bit of star power, right? So you had top picks that produced goals in the game, and you have the most famous undrafted top scorer in Panarin answering yes. the top pick in McKinnon, right? Like low scoring. McKinnon's game. goal was unbelievable. But you, lo- you love period. that. You love the challenge that you see individually within these good matchups: Rangers, Colorado, is, and guys like McKinnon and Panarin, and how they're going. Isn't right like you know I, we talk about UC Jokin and how the shootout revived his career, right? But like Alexi Lafreniere, his first NHL goal was in overtime here against the Buffalo Sabers. Mm-hmm. He is so good at three on three. Even last night, it's one-one. New York is absolutely dominating the Colorado Avalanche. Like they, they missed so many opportunities late in the third. Georgiev had to be really good, and then in OT they took control. Colorado had a chance. Jonathan Quick almost made a blunder with the puck. He tried to clear. It almost became like a Tage Thompson Calgary type of situation. Oh, speed wobble. Speed wobble. But he went to, to clear the zone. And he fanned on it, but he fanned on it so good that it went behind the Colorado player instead of hitting the Colorado guy, which would have had an empty net. Well, sure enough, Quick gets an assist because it went up I, to yes. Zibanejad and, and Lafreniere. He comes in and scores the goal. But, yes, yeah, so you got McKinnon with a beautiful goal late in the first. But Jonathan Quick, man, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. like he has to have become now that, that I don't want to say best backup, because but New York – on back-to-back situations this year, they're the best team in the NHL. Why? Because Shesterkin has played the first a lot, and Quick has played the second. And Jonathan Quick has had so much success this year. Now, it flipped yesterday because the Rangers, you know, Shesterkin were coming right back from the All-Star game. So they said Quick is going to play the first one, and Shesterkin's playing tonight, mm-hmm. which, you know, teams do sometimes. Dallas Stars are saying, we're going with Ottinger tonight. Colorado said, we're going with... Um, Georgiev last night, although the Islanders went with Varlamov instead of Sorokin. So, different approach for different uh, different teams. Yeah, and obviously, if you missed it off the top, Lukanen uh, for the Sabres, and it'll be Ottinger for Dallas tonight. And a little busier night as the, the league starts to ramp back up here. Is it eight games tonight? Uh, yes, eight games. And... Um, you know, from but uh, as mentioned, a quiet week for the Sabers. The other action last night, of course, was the AHL All Star uh, event out in San Jose. Yes. Uh, long and complex, and not going to get into the, all the details because they play a lot of games, six divisions. You know, small matchups between uh, each, and ultimately, you know, you look at uh, just the fact that two Amerks were able to get there. They, What's they, the nice part? Well, as you may have seen on social media through the Rochester American social media feeds, um, Isaac Roseanne and Yuri Kulik did not make it to the skills competition part the night before. Mm-hmm. Travel issues, but they got there for the game. Kulik had a shootout attempt that did not uh, succeed on in the first game. It was kind of funny because you mentioned six teams, right? So it's not the NHL's format of semifinal and finals. There's more games going on. But then when you look at the benches... 
there's literally like four guys on the bench, right? There's three guys on the ice, and you know, there's very small teams. Oh yeah, because there's six of those, so um, they were on the ice a lot. Like when you Askarov, the goalie from Milwaukee, kind of uh, stole the show with diving all over the place, trying to play the puck. Um, that was I, I thought it was very entertaining. It was uh, there was some really good moment in the AHL All Star game last night. So you landed on it unintentionally. Askarov has been arguably the best goaltender in the AHL this year. He is on a ridiculous run of success. His numbers are dazzling. I said on this show last week (laughs) that UC Saros will, in fact, be traded this year by the Predators for obvious reasons in that they're teetering. They're not likely to make much hay if they did get in. Now, obviously, the goal is to get in. But Saros, where he is contractually, I mean, they, they have no choice. This is the maximum value time, in my opinion, for dealing Saros. There was concern, had they done this last year, that Askarov wouldn't have been ready. He has answered the bell repeatedly yeah. with Milwaukee this year. So Nashville's still in the playoff chase, though. They are, but they they never traded Pecorino either. Like they didn't trade Pecorino at a time where maybe they could have when Saros was taken over. No, but they were. I don't believe the Predators have truly ever been in a rebuild, but they might be starting into one now, which is Mm -hmm. why you have to consider this. Uh, yeah, I think you can consider it, and if you do, it's you've got to get a boatload for UC Soros. Well, that's what I'm saying, and it's pretty obvious that New Jersey would be at the front of the list, would they I not? think, uh, yes, they may be. Um, I think Jacob Markstrom is the goalie to watch now when it comes to the trade market, in my opinion. I think Makes there's sense. three teams. Actually, there's four teams that would be, in my opinion, looking at Markstrom. One, it's a little bit more complicated. That's the Philadelphia Flyers. Two reasons why it's complicated. The uh, Obviously, the ongoing sexual assault investigation in London, that kind of, you know, it puts the Flyers in a tough position and their cap space. But I look at the LA Kings mm-hmm. because they do have some of the cap space. They do have prospects and picks that they could trade for Jacob Markstrom. The LA Kings could be a team. Look at the Carolina Hurricanes. Who knows what's happening with Freddie Anderson with the blood clots right. and everything. And I look at the New Jersey Devils. And the Devils do have the cap space to be able to make a move for Jacob Markstrom. And it's two more years at $6 million. It's mm-hmm. not just a rental. You actually solidifying yourself and allowing Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt to continue to develop. So I think Jacob Markstrom is the guy I would look at right now in the NHL. But you don't see Markstrom as better than Saros, do you? No. So <laughs> how would but you go? But also Saros will be much more expensive really? in the new contract. Really? Yes. Mm. What's he at next year? He's at five. I don't... He, yes. he has another year left, so maybe... That softens the blow. Inflation and cap raising, is yes, it goes without saying that Saros will be north of what Markstrom is currently at on Saros' next deal. My my concern is that, I hate saying this, I feel like UC is not 100% right now, but I, I, like, as far as, like, dominant UC Saros. He has no financial goals. If you see that commercial on TV, no No goals. goals, no goals, no goals. Not no. even for retirement? No goals. No goals, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's the problem. He needs a big contract. He I, has no goals. I think, though, I think a change of scenery would be super, 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 super exciting for Saros mm. right now. So, um, Well, yeah, could it I, be the LA Kings, too? 
Yeah, it would have to get a little more creative there. Um, if I think they are in a rebuild, I think the Kings would have prospects and picks to be able to trade their way. Yeah, but the Devils, you got to remember, like the Devils have been in lockstep with the Sabres the last five years as yeah. far as like drafting high. Yeah. And like, so they've got, they've got a lot here. And they might have also figured out they've got stuff that they don't need how this year has gone, right? Like when Jack Hughes is in, it's totally different. And yes, that you know is... what I mean? So like, I, th- I think they've had an evaluation period here. The devils have to recognize that, you know what? Um, now the, the flip side is that the devils maybe haven't been fully healthy for the longest stretch yet to know exactly how the what team was got, built. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think out of conference is easier. I think when the heat is on Rob Blake right now and he needs to make a move. So yeah. that's the thing. And you look at, I say they have picks. They only have four draft picks in the next draft a first a fourth a sixth and a seventh. Trade them all so uh, trade a first this year a second and uh, next year maybe a second the year after and a prospect make a package that nashville would have to say yes to yeah I, it's or calgary um and by the way um nashville had that you know they lost to la right before the break it was um Another tough pill for the Predators to swallow, and that yeah. it was the final win for Todd McClellan behind the bench. The Kings don't get back at it until Saturday when they welcome in Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Of course, Edmonton tries tonight for oh, win 17 number 17, and they're in Vegas. What are the odds? What are the chances? Well, if you look at the betting uh, community, I think the Edmonton Oilers are a minus 130, so they are the favorite. Uh, going into Vegas, which is saying a lot because the Vegas Golden Knights have Aiden Hill back. He's played two games, two wins, gave up two goals to the Islanders and two goals to the Rangers. Um, he's a, a big difference maker. And people are going to say, Aiden Hill, like he wasn't even top two goalies last No, that's not true. He was the, you know, one of their top two goaltenders at the start of the year last year. He got hurt and then got his chance late in the playoffs. Um, but he's been fantastic this year. Uh, but so has Stuart Skinner been of late. The Oilers have played great defensive hockey. Mm-hmm. They've given up 24 goals in the 16 games that they've won. Yep. That's one and a half a game. Like, that's really good. And uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Hyman and the depth that they have, Warren Fogel and those guys have been taking part. So I, I say the Oilers win in Vegas tonight. And then they probably keep going 18-19. And I think it probably gets to 20 or 21. They have Anaheim. After tonight, that'll be the Friday game before they then roll into L.A. for the Saturday. So maybe the third and four nights with a new coach on the L.A. side, maybe that becomes the end point here. Or maybe Vegas does Rick Tockett a favor and wins tonight to prevent Edmonton from getting to 17, which was Tockett's Penguins of 92-93. And he said, I don't want them to catch our record. You know what happened to the 92-93 Pittsburgh Penguins? They won 17 in a row, and then they tied the last game of the regular season 6-6. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a throwaway game, but like they could have ended the season on an 18-game winning streak. Like yes, it, they could have. I think they tied the Hartford Whalers 6-6 in 92-93. So you're betting streak continues for Edmonton tonight. Yes, betting that the streak continues. Um, but it's going to be a, a low-scoring game, so if I was to uh, – Put a little something together. I'd say the Oilers and the under 
would be the uh, way to go. In, uh, and look, look I, at last I, night, tight games last night, very yeah. tight defensive games last night. I think coming back from a break, coming back from the All-Star break by week, it's going to be lower scoring for a little bit here. I hate to say it. I am I'm going to agree with you. I almost always pick Vegas in every situation, but I think Edmonton will get tonight for sure, and this uh, streak will likely end up being theirs to own for the foreseeable future and then who knows how long it lasts but i think i think they will set the record and then uh you know they'll go on from there the one thing i didn't mention yesterday and i'm kind of glad it didn't play out like some big offensive night for matthews last night i should have asked you whether you thought matthews had like a gretzky chance in him here to have this massive outburst and get 50 and 50 Mm. Because the one thing that I wanted to do the revisionist history, games, right? like, so when Wayne did his incredible 50 and 39, yeah. he was at 40 in 36. Yes. He got one goal, then he got four goals, then he got five, five. goals, so he scored 10 in three games to not only, everybody's like, this guy score 50 and 40, he bettered it with 50 in 39, but then... As I was looking through it, I thought you would love this. In typical Oilers fashion, the next game was New Year's Eve. Gretzky got blanked. The streak ended. And then once they resumed, like he goes on this ridiculous heater of like another 12 goals in six games and everything. But it was just, it was so perfect. It was like, eh. The Oilers are known for maybe taking a night off. I was going to say, just the right you time, say in so. the Oilers fashion, yeah. um, you know, and knowing Glenn Sater and the way that he ran the ship back then, it's like, go have fun, boys. Yeah. Um, you know, celebrate Wayne, 50 goals in 39 games, and they took a night off, and then they started up again. No, I don't think that, and the weird thing about that, one of the greatest thing about Gretzky, 50 and 39, was he got to 50 goals before anybody got to 30. Nobody was even at 30 goals in the regular season when Gretzky got to 50. That's a pretty significant achievement as well. But Austin Matthews is very much like that this year. He was at 40. Well, he is at 40 goals now. And I have to, like, I have to blink again. Like, he's already at 40. Mm-hmm. Like, a 40-goal season is a fantastic season. He was at 40 before the All-Star break, which is pretty significant. But, no, I didn't think he was going to get to 50 and 50. Um, I think he'll get to 50 in probably 60 to 65 games. And then it's, can he get to 70? I think he'll get to 60. a long way from 70, so he needs to pick it up right now. Yeah, I think he'll get to 60, but I I don't know if he'll get to 70 now. Time out. Back after this to uh, set you up for tonight's matchup, Sabres and Stars here at KeyBank. Stay with us. Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Close the door. It's cold. <laughs> Dropped like 40 degrees since we started the show. I just That's can't okay. wait to get outside and get in the sun. That's where we're headed. And you know what? Birthdays. There are many on this day. Happy birthday. You won't say it. Adam Henrique, he's 34. <laughs> no, I won't say Billy it. Billy Husso's 29. Ooh. Axel Rose, 62. Rick Astley, 58. Yeah. And the late, great front man for the tragically hip, Gord Downey, would have turned 60 yeah. today. Yeah, that's pretty impressive list right there. It really I celebrate is. the musical birthday and, unfortunately, um, lost a, a, a great country Um Artist today and yeah. Toby, uh, Toby Toby Keith. Yes. Um, so yeah, I remember went to a concert 
Continental Airline Arena with George Babcock, Dave Williams, Thomas Vanek, Yuri Novotny, Corey Smith, Mugatu, who was our video coach the one year, 2005-2006 season. And Lindy Ruff played a prank on Corey Smith. He told them that we had a video session at 7 o'clock that night with special teams. Oh, my and gosh. And we all knew that Corey had tickets to the concert. We got tickets late. I was just reminiscing with George and Willie in the room about it. One of the uh, <laughs> most fun we've ever had at a concert. But Miranda Lambert opened for Toby Keith that wow. year. She was just a young kid. Wow. But, uh, yeah, one of the... The fun times we've had on the road in my career. Toby Keith and uh, really, really courageous uh, battle with stomach cancer for yep. a number of years. And uh, rest in peace to a country legend. Folks, we'll be back at it tonight. Sabres and Stars here at KeyBank. We'll see you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.